this is Gina Diorio, Public Affairs Director for Commonwealth Partners Chamber of Entrepreneurs. Welcome to another Brews and Views short take. Do you feel that America is losing sight of the values that make her unique? My colleague, Abi Samuel, who is the Director of Entrepreneur Engagement here at Commonwealth Partners, knows what it's like to grow up in a socialist nation. He recently outlined three opportunities we have to show courage and reclaim American values. What you're about to hear is an audio version of an op-ed that Abi wrote on the topic. This piece originally appeared at Broad and Liberty. Take a listen. In order to help me understand how Americans think, a friend once told me, an immigrant, that if you ask an American to do something, he might consider it. But if you demand that an American do something, you have another thing coming. That was 15 years ago. I fear things now are different. There is a widespread malaise in this country that comes with, I believe, the loss of faith in the innate characteristics and values that make us uniquely American. Some have called this broader malaise cowardice, and there appears to be much truth in that assessment. Nonetheless, this malaise is alarming wherever you see it, whether it is in our schools and universities or in our workplaces. Yet, important opportunities for courage in reclaiming our values abound. Here are a few. First, free kids from failing schools. Government-run schools are not just a problem in populous cities across America. They were a problem in the country of my birth, too. Fortunately, Western missionaries set up private schools in our communities, particularly in the poorest ones, and they'd compete with each other. Even if you were among the poorest of the poor, for example, you lived in a mud hut with a plastic roof, you'd still try to get your child into one of these schools. And as word got around about these schools' performance, parents would rank them and try to move their children to the better performing ones. As I was telling the former CEO of a Philadelphia charter school about these schools, he said, quote, they think the poor are stupid. The poor know what the deal is, end quote. He's right, they do. It's no wonder parents of all stripes are filling up school board meetings to demand the very basics of education. They're simply saying that math class should be about math, not indoctrinating students or acting as a placeholder babysitting service without advancing kids' prospects. Yet, the push for race-centric curriculums and other bad ideas is being forced down our kids' throats by the same people who have held all the power when it comes to our education system, the government unions. Indeed, if systemic racism is alive and well, it is most pronounced in America's public education infrastructure. Black and brown kids are consistently at the receiving end of failing and often violent public schools. In fact, it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who is paying attention that African and Hispanic Americans overwhelmingly support increasing educational options for kids trapped in failing schools. This is why 2022 offers a great opportunity for courage. It's a very important election year in which Americans will choose their leaders for important local, statewide, and federal offices, from local school boards to the U.S. Senate. It will take courage from candidates on both sides of the political aisle to be truly subversive of the status quo. It will take staring down powerful special interests and oftentimes political party leadership 
in order to win the day for our kids. Second, give employees the freedom to think and speak out. A few weeks ago, Jennifer Say, a 20-year executive at Levi Strauss, left the company because of her vocal stance on reopening schools. Among other things, Say, a lifelong Democrat, was labeled a racist for simply having the radical opinion that denying kids an in-person education is senseless. Yet, instead of making room for Say's opinions, Levi's declared her employment at the company, quote, untenable, end quote. Here's what she had to say about her expulsion. Quote, I never set out to be a contrarian. I don't like to fight. I love Levi's and its place in the American heritage as a purveyor of sturdy pants for hardworking, daring people who moved west and dreamed of gold buried in the dirt. The red tag on the back pocket of the jeans I handed over to the Russian girls used to be shorthand for what was good and right about this country. And when I think about my trip to Moscow so many decades ago, I still get a little choked up. But the corporation doesn't believe in that now. It's trapped trying to please the mob and silencing any dissent within the organization. In this, it is like so many other American companies, held hostage by intolerant ideologues who do not believe in genuine inclusion or diversity. End quote. Say is one of a growing number of dissidents from Woke Inc. who oppose companies destroying trust and goodwill in the workplace. It should be apparent at least to some of the top of corporate America, that weakness and cowardice are not winning postures in the long run. While conversation and open-mindedness about race and diversity might be valuable, there's no reason such discussions can't be conducted in the context of our shared values as Americans, including individual freedom and self-reliance, equality of opportunity, and hard work. Consequently, there is a huge opportunity for corporate leaders across America draw a line in the sand, and ensure that the dignity of each individual in their company is protected. Do not surrender the company culture to the mob. Third, free university faculty and students. Reminiscing about the days attending our alma maters and valuing them as the venue for intellectual growth and developing lifelong skills and expertise are good reasons to support universities. Yet, it is now well documented how universities suppress discussion and debate, indeed the very purpose for their existence. They censor and even fire professors that offer conservative viewpoints. In fact, the statistics tell the story. Depending on the study cited, conservative representation on university faculties ranges from 9% to a high of 12%. Certainly, students that attend such universities will likely not receive a balanced or well-rounded education. Herein lies another significant opportunity for courage and leadership. Alumni and philanthropists who have generously invested in colleges and universities can and should make certain demands of administrators running these institutions. Consider, for example, that university endowments across the United States total nearly $650 billion. But take the fallout at Georgetown University, following tweets from Ilya Shapiro, who was set to become senior lecturer and executive director of the Georgetown Center for the Constitution. Shapiro's transgression was that he awkwardly espoused the belief that President Biden's dogmatic commitment to the gender and race of the next Supreme Court justice resulted in Biden tapping a justice who Shapiro believes does not have the qualifications for that important role. 
Following uproar from the woke mob, Georgetown suspended Shapiro for his comments. Indeed, rather than upholding their commitment to the free exchange of ideas, Georgetown has sought the easier route of simply banning contrarian thought. This is where Georgetown's donors and alumni, on both the left and right, can play a significant role in shaping the future of its institution. So far, they have abdicated that responsibility. Indeed, there is ample opportunity to reassert our values. As students across the country return to college dorms and classrooms later this year, there will be a unique opportunity for donors, foundations, and board members who believe in academic freedom and the free exchange of ideas to lay the groundwork for a resurgence of freedom and tolerance in academia. The good news is some have already begun doing so. Just take a look at the new University of Austin, which was announced in response to the rapid curtailing of academic freedom. And right here in Pennsylvania exists the Open Discourse Coalition, which was founded to provide viewpoint diversity on the campus of Bucknell University. To be sure, there are other institutions that are being shorn of their commitment to their missions and reason for existence. You see this among nonprofits, government agencies, the media, and even religious institutions. And each of these sectors, including the ones listed above, have multiple opportunities for courageous men and women to defend and champion the underlying ideas that make America unique. I hope you've enjoyed this Bruise and Views short take. For more podcast episodes, visit thecommonwealthpartners.com. dot